welcome to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We are continuing our study on the sons of God. This is uh, officially part two. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about John chapter one, verse uh, 12 and 13. And I would like to actually pick up back in those verses and continue uh, where we left off. So I'm going to uh, reread those verses for those of you who have studied along with us. Uh, please get your Bible out. If you're driving or traveling, don't get a Bible out. Just keep your eyes on the road, okay? Uh, if you're at work, you might not want to stop working and get your Bible out. Uh, these are recorded. You can always go back and uh, study along and find the scriptures and the definitions that we're using. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you don't have a Strong's Concordance, get a Strong's Concordance. We also have on our website, if you go to our website, pastorvancemansfield.com, and you uh, check out the resource page, you can uh, download a Bible program that we all use here in the studio. Uh, you can download that Bible program. It's, uh, I, I, it's free of charge. Uh, if you have Apple, which I do, uh, it may cost you like $1.99 or something. It's very well worth it. Uh, it's eSword. I don't get any kind of kickback from it. I don't get any royalties if you download it. I just, uh, it's a very good program and I, I do support the program. So uh, the link is available on our website, on the resource page of our website, if you would like to download that. Now, I would like to go back and read John chapter one, verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that trust in, rely upon, and cling to their unity in his name, or their becoming of his name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of the will of God. We talked about that yesterday. I want you to turn in your Bible over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to, actually, I'm going to start reading. I'm, I'm just going to read you this whole section here. I'm, we're going to start reading in verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Now, I have heard numerous, numerous accounts of what that means. And I'm sure they're all right. You know, there are a lot of things. The, the Bible is not cut and dry. There is no black and white, this and that answer. It, you know, it, it is very, uh, how would you say this? Um, relative, maybe would be the word that I'm looking for. It's very relative. Uh, to the age that you're in, to the, you know, the dispensation of God that you're, you're dealing with. So uh, maybe dispensation was the wrong word, but I think you understand what I'm saying. It's very relative to your situation. So 
be not unequally yoked. I've heard people say, you know, they, they'd marry someone and then the church, the pastor would say uh, they're unequally yoked. Well, that person may be, that may be the case for that person, but it doesn't always, it's not always the case for us. Okay. And the reason I, I use that example is first Corinthians seven thirty nine said the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband is dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will. And, you know, I, I was talking about a particular pastor that said that. And the case, that was actually the case where the lady had divorced. Now, you know, for her, maybe that was the case. But for you, maybe it's not. Okay. But here is, here is something that I really believe it applies to. Is, which is actually 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. It said, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Okay. Now, what manners is it talking about? It's talking about, you know, manners in God. We're, we're not dealing with anything but our relationship with God. And evil communications are not just you calling up your buddy on the phone, cussing each other out. See, that's not evil communications. Evil communications can be, well, I, I, I should say that's not just limited to that, okay? Evil communications are, in fact, the drinking of bitter water. I have sat in churches and listened to ministers preach things that they have no concept about. And the Bible said, if I drink of any deadly thing, it shall not harm me. Right. And it didn't harm me, but it evil communications will corrupt good manners. Now, let me give you an example for myself. I have listened to these doctrines of devils. I've sat in pews and listened to these doctrines of devils being spewed out like snake venom. And it angered me. To the point where I was just totally frustrated and never wanted to see those people again. Now, how can I reconcile them if I never want to see them again? You understand? So good manners had become corrupt back in those days where I would subject myself to these things and, and I would have that response. So be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communication or excuse me, what communion have light with darkness? Now, it's not saying, it's not saying to totally disown these people. See, Jesus sat at the table with publicans and sinners and all of these people that the, the church in that day thought was bad people. He sat there and had dinner with them, whined and dined them. It's not saying totally disown them. It's just saying not be yoked together with them. So what does that word yoke together mean? Or that phrase yoke together. It is to associate discordantly. Okay. Or, you know, if I go around certain people of certain religious beliefs, there is discord sown between us because I believe what the Bible says and some other religion or some other religious people may not totally believe what the Bible says. So now there's a bit of a discord. Well, that person and I could not sit here and do this broadcast together. It would be unequally yoked. 
right? Because everything I say, they'd be trying to prove their point, and then I would be contradicting what they say with Scripture, and then they'd be contradicting what I say uh, with whatever they believe. And that would be an unequaled, unequally yoked. And what concord hath Christ with uh, Bilal or Baal, which is a word for, it was used uh, in relation to the devil or Satan, okay? Or what part hath he that believe with an infidel, which is an unbeliever? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? See, there is no agreement between the temple of God and idols. For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. Among who? All of those that you are unequally yoked with, which are listed in the previous. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So, what does this have to do with sonship? It has to do with perfecting the will of God in your life. And you cannot perfect the will of God in your life as long as you are associated with things that oppose the perfect will of God in your life. See, a lot of people try to surround themselves with people whom they love. And, and, you know, I did this too, where you try to surround yourself with people who you love, but they're just not where you're at. All right. They're just not quite. And that doesn't mean you can't say hello. You can't visit them. You just can't work with these people. See, this is part of know them that labor among you. See, there are many people around the world and a lot and around this country and a lot of churches that I have even preached in where, you know, I could go preach for these people, but I could not attend their church full time. I could not be part of their church. Why? Because we would be unequally yoked together. We would be rivaling each other or, uh, you know, combating each other. And that does not produce perfection. That does not produce the ministry of reconciliation. See, I had to learn a long time ago that there are some people that they are just called to really preach a certain message or to produce a certain fruit or, you know, they, they have a very specific ministry is what I'm trying to say. And I used to think, well, everybody needs to do this, this, and this. Well, that, yeah, that, that was kind of dumb on my part because who am I to make that call? See, I was judging them based on what I understood, which was very little. So I was thinking, well, they have to do this, this, and this. Otherwise, they're, they're not fulfilling the will of God. I have no idea what the will of God in their life is. I don't know what God spoke to them in that season to do. See, God may be speaking to you to do a specific job, 
and your whole church has excommunicated you. Well, that's because you're unequally yoked. See, God probably never sent you there to begin with. But we go there because we love people or our friends go there, whatever the case is. And a lot of times that was the case for me where I would be part of something and it just didn't fit. It's like I always struggled to fulfill it or I always struggled in that atmosphere. Why? Because I was unequally yoked and God was trying to take me into another level. See, when you get into the level of sonship, now you're, you got to study the body of Jesus. You've got to study the, the walk that he had in the flesh. If you want to fulfill sonship, you've got to come to the understanding that he was rejected, that more people disliked him than liked him. And the reason was not because of the miracles that he performed. Sure, a lot of people got upset. The religious people mainly got upset about the miracles he performed, which I can relate to that as well. You know, I've been in services where these pastors have called me to preach. I stood in a church where I've I've watched quadriplegics get up out of wheelchairs and take off running. I've watched blind people get their sight and just absolutely go crazy because they could see. I shouldn't say crazy. That's a bad term, but you know, They just, they go ballistic because they can finally see and they never could see before. I've seen deaf people get their hearing and just start screaming. And a lot of you may not know because you you only know me from this podcast, but uh, I played a guitar and sing in church and all of these things. And a lot of my services, I would, I would play a guitar and, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you're too loud. You're too loud, whatever. Well, these deaf people that got their hearing, they would, they would want to hear me play and they'd say, turn it up. You know, they could hear it and they wanted to hear it loud. Why? Because they're hearing something they've never heard before. And I would, I would witness this right there, right standing right in front of me. I'd, I'd witness this. And then I would think, man, these pastors will have me back in no time flat. I'd never hear from them again. I would never hear from them again. Why? Because they get jealous. See, they, they give over to the flesh and God was trying to bring me to another level. God was trying to bring me. So I had to suffer that rejection. I understand rejection. I had to suffer that rejection where I could not figure out why these people who acted like they loved me so much would just totally walk away and never speak to me again. How could that happen? Well, it happens because God is trying to pressure you into another place. God is wanting you to move on. And a lot of times I would overstay my welcome and God would have to make things get ugly so that I would leave. And there are a lot of people that are listening to these broadcasts that are going through these things right now. You're sitting in churches and you're, you're tormented in those churches. Why? Because God is trying to get you to move on to a place that that church cannot take you. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean. What, what does the word unclean mean? What does that mean? Impure demonic, foul, unclean. 
Now, listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something that's absolutely going to rock your socks. And we only have a little bit of time left, so I've got to make it quick. The word unclean is a compound word. The word unclean is the Greek word a cathartos. I hope I said that right. A cathartos or a cathartos. And it comes from Kathahiro, which means to cleanse or to prune, figuratively to purge. See, to purge. That was a big revelation to me. When God is trying to separate you from something, it then makes that thing unclean to you. It's, it may not be unclean to me, but it's unclean to you. And I told you, it's a compound word. You want to know what the other word is? It comes from the word alpha. Alpha. The beginning. The first. I am. Jesus said, I am the alpha. I am the omega. The alpha. Why? Because he is trying to separate you from whatever situation that you are in so that you can become one with his will so that you can move into the state of perfection so that you can become one with the son of God so that you can be called the son of God so that you can be made the manifested word of God in the earth. It doesn't mean those people are bad. It doesn't mean they're ugly or they're unclean or they're, it just means that for you it's bad. And I had to live that. There are a lot of people that I went to their churches and I supported and I worked under and I worked with and worked side by that God had to separate me from. And sometimes I didn't want to separate. Sometimes I had a flesh attachment to this and I just didn't want to let go. So God had to turn it against me. And then you're sitting there. I was sitting there and I'm wondering why in the world did all this old church turn against me? Because I overstayed my welcome. That's why I understand it now. I could see these people and hug them and say, it's good to see you and mean it, you know. But then I couldn't. I struggled with it. But God was taking me to another level. See, just like he's doing for you. He is calling you in to another level. He's taking you. It's like when when the uh, voice spoke to John in the book of Revelation and said, come up hither. That's what he's telling you. Come up hither. Come up higher into the deeper or the higher elevations of the knowledge of God. This is part of heaven, right? One of, if you really, really do a deep word study on heaven, you will find out that a lot of the places where you go to heaven is actually where you go into the higher elevations of the knowledge and understanding and walk with God. I know some of you are going, oh my God, what is he saying? Yeah, you should study it yourself. If you uh, if you have a problem with it, write us and we'll try to help you understand uh, understand that. But you need to study that. A lot of the places where you go to heaven are in actuality where you were called to the higher elevations, to the knowledge and understanding and walk with God. It's where God is trying to bring you in to an in-depth, more 
expounded, more unified walk with his will. He doesn't want to leave you behind. That whole concept of left behind is is malarkey. It's baloney. It's ridiculous. It's a lie. It's fake. Don't fall into that hoax. Here's where you need to be. To where you understand that God has got you. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Not height, not depth, not width, no principality, nothing shall separate you from the love of God. See, he's trying to bring you into a place with him where you can be in a unified body and that unified body is the body of Christ. It is where you are walking as though you are him. It's not that you're cocky and arrogant and you think that you're God. This is not many shall come saying I am Christ. Maybe we should do a study on that so more people can understand what that, what that verse actually meant when he said that. This is where you come into unity with him and you can manifest him. See, we don't have to pray him into our services. We bring him into our services because we understand that he is dwelling in us. He is walking in us. He is our God. We are his sons and daughters. Where we make manifest the word of God. We make manifest the will of God. We manifest the power of God. But he says, I don't know that you can manifest the power of God. Well, I can tell you this that you manifest the power of destroying your own life and creating a whole lot of problems for yourself. So you believe you can do that? Why don't you believe that you can fix those problems? Why don't you believe that you can command those things that be not as though they are? See, that's the power that he had. That's the walk that he had. If you, whatever you speak, whatever you ask, In my name. What does that mean? In my authority. See, you're becoming one with that name. You've been given that name. You identify as that name. That's your identity. That's your office. As the son of God, that's your office. Whatever you speak in that office and you believe it, you're going to have it. End of subject. Don't doubt and you have it. It's as simple as that. This isn't complicated. This isn't hard to understand. It's very simple. What's hard is to break the bonds of religion. We're out of time for the day. We're going to continue this study on sonship. We haven't even gotten into the study hardly. These are kind of preface notes uh, on sonship. So tune back in tomorrow, same time, same place, and listen to this message as we go off the air. And as God lays this on your heart, I want you to go to PastorVanceMansfield.com, make a donation to help us continue to take this message around the world. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet, and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, 
PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom. And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.